Hey, real quick before we get started, we're talking to Matt Medeiros today, and he decided after our interview to offer Start Local listeners a fantastic deal on Castos if you want to start your own podcast. So you can use the code STARTLOCAL, all one word, as a coupon code over at castos.com to get 50% off for three months. That's 50% off for three months with the code STARTLOCAL over at castos.com. This deal is good until October 6th, 2020. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Start Local, a podcast focused on helping businesses in Chester County, PA, and the greater Philly area as they try to navigate through the COVID-19 economy. My name is Joe Casabona, and I am here with my fellow co-host, Liam Dempsey. Liam, how are you today? Fantastic, Joe. Thanks for for the introduction and the welcome. Always glad to join you. My pleasure. And I am honored to have our good friend, Matt Medeiros, on the show today. Matt is the director of podcast success at Castos, and he's the host of The Matt Report and a locally focused podcast called SouthCoast.fm. Matt, how are you today? Gentlemen, thanks for having me. It's the first time someone's read my new title on air, so it sounds kind of uh, sounds kind of strange to, <laughs> to be called that. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad to get that scoop, uh, and I'm really glad that you're joining us today because you, in part, were the uh, not even in part, you were pretty much fully the inspiration for this podcast. Uh, after we spoke on my uh, my other show, uh, I kind of thought about having a locally focused podcast and then Liam reached out and we decided to start this. So thanks uh, for the inspiration for this podcast. And we're going to talk all about how you built your locally podcast, but uh, your locally focused podcast. But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Uh, the super quick backstory is I grew up in car sales. My family owned a car dealership for over 40 years in our local area. Uh, and fast forward to my college days where I went to school for um, uh, what was business information systems and then transferred over to uh, computer information systems and network, specifically uh, networking. And uh, started a job at a local IT, uh, ISP, which is an internet service provider. I did all kinds of things with software, Drupal development, WordPress development, open source stuff. Started an agency uh, maybe 10 years after that. So I'm really starting to date myself. <laughs> Ran the agency for 10 years. And then I have now started this new position at Castos um, after leaving Pagely for just a touch over three years where I was doing sales uh, for managed WordPress host Pagely. So uh, just a lot in sales, marketing, software, uh, and actually to a, to a degree, a, a lot of exposure to like radio and stuff like that, uh, which I believe is probably just in the DNA of why I, I like doing podcasting so much. Nice. Very nice. And I, I remember when you made the transition to Pagely because it was at the same time I was moving into self-employment. We were kind of sure. yep. moving in opposite directions. My first child was just born. I think your second was on the way at that point, yep. right? Yep. yep. So, uh, yeah, it's your move to Pagely has always been ingrained in my head. And now your move to Castos is timed with the birth of my second son. So I'm yeah, just yeah. going to know my second child. Um so I'm just going to know your whole career based on my children's <laughs> birthdays. Yeah, I feel like I should see myself out the door in this conversation <laughs> yeah. so we get real personal and I mean, private. We were talking, we were talking pre-show that this is like our fourth 
uh, like Joe and I have, you know, written, you know, we've written books about podcasting. We've taught <laughs> podcasting together, right? Yeah. We've done shows together. We've done live streams together. Liam, eh, you know, you're there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Liam's here. Of course, Liam's the mastermind behind asking all the questions. He, he knows the right things to ask. And you've prepared quite a few good ones, Liam. So I'll, I'll, I'll tee you up there. Thanks for your intro, Matt. Thanks for the cue. Matt, Joe shared that you were an inspiration for Start Local in your own show up in um, up in the area south of Boston along the coast in Massachusetts. So your show is southcoast.fm. And you had show, shared with Joe on a previous podcast and you shared on, on the podcast that I have with, with Tara Clay's Hallway Chats about how it was really a, a locally focused podcast to help businesses learn from each other, learn about each other, network with each other. And one of the questions I had from you is how do businesses in Chester County or in your area, once they started a podcast, once they have a newsletter, once they have something new online that they've started in the wake of COVID-19, how are they going to tell local businesses about it, local leaders about it when they can't pop into the cafe and have a coffee with the owner? or show up at the restaurant and sit down with the, with the manager there and have a sandwich and, you know, put money behind the, behind the counter, so to speak. What are your thoughts on, on getting the word out locally when the old fashioned knocking on doors isn't an option? Yeah. So, you know, the approach that I took and the, and one of the reasons why uh, I started a local podcast and we, again, like you mentioned, we talked about this on both respective shows, uh, both of your respective shows previously, uh, it was the right time for me to start a local podcast, not because of the economy or not because uh, of, you know, the COVID stuff, but because uh, it started my show started back in 2018. It's because people in this local area and I, I'd imagine other local areas, they're starting to get hip on what a podcast is like you all know as servicing uh, a local market in terms of digital marketing, web design, software, there's a tremendous curve of catching up <laughs> that people have to do with technology. And, you know, you and I, uh, the three of us here, we all were on Twitter. We're talking about the latest trends of coding and software development. Like we are far ahead of the curve than most, let's say, small, you know, sandwich shop owners because they're just far too busy running their businesses. And in 2018 finally struck me as people were finally catching on to uh, podcasting as a listening medium, as an entertainment medium, number one, through big shows like Serial and, you know, all the top, you know, ones that you're going to find on iTunes and, of course, Spotify coming into the game. So it was the right time for, for people to just nod their head and go, oh, I know what a podcast is now. Because it was funny, like 2017, 2016, 2015, people were like, podcast? I don't, even, I don't even know what that is, right? Like, what is that geekery that you're talking to me about? Um, and it was the right time because people started to catch up, right? And so that's, you know, striking while the iron uh, uh, was hot there. And, and that, that's what really helped it. And now that people have caught on to it, the next thing that people are starting to catch on to, because we were literally forced into it with Zoom and all these online meetings because COVID was, you know, causing uh, closures and stuff, is now people are finally understanding how they can uh, promote other uh, businesses and become, you know, podcasters themselves, whether it's through Facebook live, uh, a podcast, uh, YouTube live streaming. I don't see any of this stuff as just podcasting, right? I see it as broadcasting because we have all of the tools in front of us. 
again, all of these mediums that we can stream to. So it doesn't matter. Like a lot of people go, well, I'm never going to be a podcaster. But then you see like they spend, like I have friends that say I could never be a podcaster. They have like small like uh, uh, apparel stores uh, around my area, right? So the very fashion, you know, oriented, uh, you know, very uh, forward thinking people. And they're like, oh, I'd never start a podcast. But all they do is Instagram stories, right? Instagram live. And it's, they just pump out all this content and it's great content. It's like, you're halfway there. You know, you're halfway there to starting a podcast, but it's fine as long as they're broadcasting. And I think, you know, what's really going to help uh, or how you can help other businesses like you, without going through the door and without shaking their hands and exchanging money is to promote and support other uh, businesses in this area. You become that voice for people. Um, this sort of ties in. I'll skip ahead just a touch. It sort of ties into your second question. But my cheat code here is I'm a mentor and a local accelerator. So I see a lot of uh, startups and new businesses coming through to the South Coast that I'm like frontline with because I get to meet them, I get to interview them, I get to coach them. So it's easy for me, quote unquote, to dip into new stories and new people because I'm just like right in the front lines with them. Um, so that's how I sort of get that leg up and I help promote them. Right. And they're excited to be promoted on a podcast. They share it with their friends because they've never heard of podcasting before, have never done it themselves. So that's a, a quick win there. Um, you know, a, a lot of the things, uh, one of the things that I did when COVID started was I just quickly put up a survey for my listeners, for the Facebook fans, and for people who are in my local uh, business circle. And I said, how is COVID affecting? How is the shutdown going to affect you? This is like pre-shutdown. This is before we knew we were going to be shut down for months. We were thinking we were going to be shut down for like a week. Yeah. <laughs> it was two <laughs> weeks or something like that. It was months. you know. And I put up a, a survey and a spreadsheet for everyone who was going to be affected by this closure and this uncertainty more, more so than anything. Uh, you know, wh what their business was, how can we get contacted? Do you have a way to buy something from you online, like a gift card or something like that so that we can support you during this, again, what we thought was going to be a couple weeks of shutdown. And it's just using your platform to help uh, support and promote other local businesses, right, in the, in the space. I have some other strategies that I use that we could get into, which is not rocket science, but... Um, you know, I think that, that that's a good base right there for anybody who's becoming a podcaster, especially local, especially for small businesses. You use it as a platform to help and serve these other businesses first in your community first. Yeah, absolutely. And I think so. I think you raised a really interesting point uh, that I am finally just coming around to. Right. Because when I was freelancing, I was like, this is great. I don't need to just find businesses in my local area. I can make a website for anybody who is anywhere. And this is amazing. But you talked about how you're a mentor and a local accelerator. You're involved in the local community. Um, it's maybe slightly harder now. And I know there are things like meetups, right? You know, uh, Liam runs the, the local meetup for our area here for WordPress. Um, but what are some ways that someone like me who's mostly focused on the internet can get involved in, in my local community. Like how did you find this local accelerator? Uh, are there other local meetups you go to? Do you go to a co-working space? 
Yeah. So I got a cheat code again, Joe, uh, <laughs> is that uh, my family has literally been uh, in the community, like serving the community through local businesses for uh, literally over 80 years. Right. Wow. So there's sort of a, a lineage of the Madeiras that have you know been in the community. So it's just like second nature to be always going to local events, uh, local networking events, uh, but most certainly going to co-working for me anyway, uh, again, this is striking when the iron's hot. <clears throat> uh, we're an hour and a hour and a half ish. Uh, well, three hours with the traffic south of Boston <laughs> and co-working, you know, has really just come to this area. And, at, you know, again, pre COVID, there was three co-working spaces that were had been open for, you know, well over a year. So co-working internet person, <laughs> you know, the solo entrepreneur was really becoming a thing around here. Um, and it's a great place. The, those areas are a great place to, to connect with. One of the tactics um, that you can leverage with a co-working space, I, I talk about this in the mentorship that I do, is when I started the local podcast, one of the most more tactful things that I did was I wrote, and you guys both know this coming from the internet marketing world, <clears throat> is I just wrote a piece of the five co-working places on the South Coast that you can go to. And it's just a little quick review of them, how they, you know, kind of differ from one another, a photo gallery, and of course, like contact information and address. It's just, and then a little helpful tip for those who might be co-working if they're the first time co-working. So basically, this is an SEO piece, mm -hmm. right, to kind of get technical, where people are searching for co-working on the South Coast. They come about my blog post and they see, oh, there's a podcast here too? Oh, well, obviously, this is my demographic and they'll start listening to the show. But it doesn't stop there. Uh, again, we all know on this call, we get those annoying emails from those spammers like, hey, can we inject this link of the top 20 pillows, you know, for your, <laughs> you know, for your WordPress development site? And you're yeah. like, no, no, I don't want you to do that. But I take that same piece and I email five, those five co-working spaces, two of which I know. And I'm like, hey, wrote a great piece about you. If you're interested, share it with your Facebook group. Maybe your email, your email list or whatever. So, of course, the two that I know that I'm a member of, if they shared it, no problem. And uh, there was three others. Two of the three others got back to me and they're like, yeah, we're sharing this with our email list. It goes out to 13,000 people. We're sharing this with our Facebook group. It goes out to, you know, whatever, 1,000 people in our Facebook group. And it's like, boom, instant success that, you know, you kind of work a little bit of a strategy, a little bit of an SEO play, but also like, hey, I spent time creating this content, whether it's a blog post, a video, a podcast. It's about you. I'm featuring you. I'm supporting you. Maybe you can share it with your audience, right? And it's something that we all get online all the time from random people. But when it comes from a local person, mm -hmm. you know, and it's a local, you know, brand or whatever, yeah. they're way more apt to, to, to share it, right? So it's a little bit about getting in person, but then imploring those same online, quote unquote, online tactics that we all are akin to on Twitter to our local market at the same time. Does that... Yeah, that makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah. Very helpful, Matt. Thank you for that. You said a couple of things that I that I caught on to is as long as you're broadcasting on some way, you know, to some extent, who cares whether it's Facebook or YouTube or a podcast, it's what is how are you going to connect? And 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 that got me thinking about our second question is, is if I'm doing something in one channel, so whether it's I'm blogging and then sending out the emails to those businesses, hey, I wrote about these kinds of restaurants, or I'm starting a podcast and I'm mentioning local businesses, or I've started a Facebook group and I'm inviting people there. I'm doing one thing on one channel. 
and then as time allows, I'm 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 kind of taking a couple of bits extra here and a couple of bits extra there. But is, uh, we're thinking about you know, so we're getting X amount of value out of let's say podcast, and we're we're getting back, and we know though, or we believe that we could get two times that, or one and a half times value, maybe four times value. If we took our podcast and started a newsletter, we took our podcast and started some other online communication, online value content for our local business. But we're struggling. You know, it's it's COVID-19. Uh, there's the business to run. There's all the family changes to deal with. There's the learning curve of, well, I figured out podcasting and that took me, you know, two and a half weekends of research and time and buying the wrong thing and sending it back and kind of thing. How do, what's your thoughts on getting business owners, business leaders to take the next step, whatever that might be for taking their online marketing to the next level when it's not the primary focus of their business? Yeah. So I'll give you my approach. I don't know if it's the best approach, but I'll share what I do. Um, and I'll preface it with, you know, what we've been hearing forever now, it's extraordinary times. We went through pandemic to social, um, uh, what I'll say is uh, injustice and warfare and all of this stuff uh, in the news. It is a very difficult time to stand out as a small brand. One, because there is so much happening in the news that, my God, how much of the pie is left for us you know, to claim in somebody's attention? Um, and then throw in Netflix and big brands and it's just like, how do you compete? So the methodology that I take is I do the podcast, which is a very low cadence, uh, by the way, uh, for local podcasting. And I say this, the reason why I say don't worry about podcasting in the sense of what we're doing right now, but think about broadcasting is because it can be overwhelming, right, to do all of this stuff, right? An hour long show, the show notes, the transcriptions, the upload, the blog post, the promotion. Uh, if you can't do that, 30 seconds on Instagram stories consistently is great in my book because there's so many people not telling their story, not uh, broadcasting uh, to which I call is the digital handshake, right? You want to get your digital hand. When people meet you, how are they going to meet you online? When you used to handshake, when handshaking was legal, uh, you would handshake, give somebody a handshake. You'd know so much about that person, the firm, the length, the eye contact, the body language all happens in a split sec second uh, of well, illegal handshakes nowadays. And what I want people to do is focus on just getting that story out there, getting, uh, getting that message out there consistently. That's number one, you know, the most important part. But I do my podcast, I do a Facebook group, and I do an email newsletter. And it's a three-prong approach, uh, which uh, of which is like, you know, I don't know if you can do just one now. Like, I don't know if there's just one thing. I think you need to have something that ties it all together. And for me, my approach of the podcast, the Facebook group, and the email newsletter, it's the only way I know how to keep things full circle. Uh, and I'll do one podcast episode a month. Uh, one, because I was really busy with Pagely. Uh, but now going into this this new role, I can do podcasting more. Uh, I might up, that up, might up that a little bit. But I just did one episode a month. And then I would break that into, of course, it's blog post, uh, two email newsletters, right? I take one bit of a story for one newsletter, one bit of a story into another newsletter, and I make sure I promote that, that episode twice. And then the two other 
newsletters I put out for the month is just more like business information, right? So four newsletters go out. Two of them are about the podcast that I recorded once for the month. And then the Facebook group is much more of an autopilot kind of thing. But the value there is, uh, and Joe, I think you're in Kim Doyle's Facebook group and I stole this from her and maybe she stole it from somebody else. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's a, it's a accountability Facebook group is like what I like to say. So Monday you, you ask the group, you know, what's the plans for the week, right? What, what's your goals this week? And it's, it's solely, it's called South coast content creators for people on the South coast. You know, that's, that's the whole point. It's just for local business owners on the South coast who want to get into podcasting and content creation. So what's the goal for the week? How, how are you setting your agenda? Um, let's every, let everybody chime in. And then Wednesday is accountability Wednesday, where we all just check in and say, you know, what are you struggling with? What can the group help you with? And I try to encourage people to collaborate with one another. Right. And, it, and it's great. You know, once now that it's off the ground and rolling, people are helping each other. And that's awesome. And then Friday is where we, you know, you get to share your content. So if you set the goal in the first of the week to say, I got to get a blog post out, I really got to promote my business, or I got to get a new YouTube video out come Friday, did you finish it? <laughs> and if you did, share it with the group, right? Let's, let's share it. Let's get it going. Let's get people clicking on it. Let's get people sharing it to their Facebook uh, feed, all that fun stuff. So it's a bit of an accountability uh, Facebook group. And I say autopilot because, you know, you can schedule these things to go out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right? And I, I kind of prep all that stuff ahead of time, a couple weeks in advance. So that's just sort of autopilot posting, you know, and I'll dip in on Tuesdays and Thursdays to, to post other more unique things. Uh, and again, what I'll do for that from that Friday post, when people share their content, is I also feature them in my email newsletter. So every uh, the newsletter goes out every Sunday. Uh, it's called Sunday Notes, right? And the whole idea is like it's this: you're only going to get this unique piece of content through my newsletter, uh, and we'll share not only my perspective on local business, but oh, by the way, these three people share their awesome blog posts from the Facebook group. Here they are. And don't forget, we have a free Facebook group. Uh, the numbers aren't staggering, right? I think it's just over 100 members that are in this Facebook group. But when I look at the, ch the local chamber of commerce that has, you know, maybe a thousand Facebook fans or whatever, I'm like, well, hey, you guys have been around for 300 years. <laughs> I've been around for two. And you're, you're only 10x bigger than me right now. A couple more years, I'm going to start, you know, chipping away at that, that, uh, that, that mountain that you have. So that's my three prong strategy podcast, uh, the newsletter and Facebook uh, dabble in some blogging as well. Uh, and just really promotion, getting it out there and not just letting it rest. It's not an SEO play a hundred percent, but you really got to get people pushing and promoting the content. So uh, how do you, how do you do that? How did you build your email newsletter and your Facebook group? You said admittedly, right? That locally, uh, people weren't really listening to podcasts, so I suspect it's not really a podcast CTA. Is that really where your like your co-working space blog post came in? You have like a call to action at the bottom saying like you like this, get more of it, stuff like that. Uh, the the call to action, the main call to action. Uh, well, the call to action on the podcast is always the email newsletter. Okay, uh, it's always the email newsletter, right? Uh, I do that across all my podcasts. It's always you know whatever podcast I'm running slash subscribe. So don't forget to subscribe southcoast.fm slash subscribe. Um, I've also built the, I built up the brand of, 
you, you really have to, in my opinion, you kind of have to sell email newsletters these days. Um, if you're not a prolific you know, writer, author, you're not world renowned, people are just simply not going to join it. And you also have to provide value on it, of course, number one, but I consciously brand it as, uh, well, I call it Sunday Notes. I don't just really call it an email newsletter. I call it Sunday Notes. This is always going to come out on Sunday. It's these little personal notes and messages for me about local business. I have a little quote in there that's, you know, inspirational quote. And then, of course, any relevant content from the community. So people get hyped up to kind of see their links in a newsletter. It satisfies them. It feels good. I give them some information. It's not super long. It's not super short either. It's somewhere in the middle. Um, and I talk about it that way. I said, this is the if you want this kind of personalized business advice from me and from the community, you're only going to get it on Sunday notes. Go to sundaynotes.email to subscribe, right? That's the website. So I push nice. it like that. Um, and then uh, the call to action on the website <clears throat> is to join uh, South Coast content creators. So it's southcoast.fm slash creators. So I just have a URL that forwards to the Facebook group so that when I am speaking to people, Right? I do a lot of speaking for that accelerator or other local speaking gigs. I'll always make sure to say, if you want to join the group, it's not like, hey, go to Facebook, search for South Coast Con, just southcoast.fm slash creators. And it's just going to forward them to the Facebook group. Very, very simple. Um, you know, and that's when I say, look, if you're somebody who's struggling with all of this content creation, digital marketing, podcasting, video production, I have 100 plus people in there that are all local. I only let local people in and you all help each other. It's a little community. So you get to see what other people are doing, learn from other people. You know, that's how I, you know, that I, it's the way I brand it, the way I talk about it to push those three things. But most of it does come f originally started from the podcast. You have a question. Ask. You have a question that you only ask, like you ask that only local people would know. <laughs> like in the podcast? Yeah. Like, no, how no, do you no, let no, them into the, the into yeah, the group? The group. What's oh, the security the, password? Yeah. Yeah. No, I just look at their profile. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. not like, you know, at, what's what's the guy on Yawkey no, no. say or whatever. No. <laughs> no, but listen, I, I, I am very strict. And I yeah. you know, I know this is a bit of an aside, but I'm very strict because there's so many other local groups. I don't know how if what your local community looks like, but there's a ton of like businessy groups that people are trying to do things and it's just a dumping ground of links in real estate people right it's like house open house uh free cheese and wine at the rotary mixer like all this stuff it's zero value it's just people just go down their list and they dump things in there and i give people i will literally give people warnings i'll write them warnings like if i see you just dumping content into mm -hmm. the group i'm gonna tell you and there's a rules that i have on a trello board that people have to, cl to click on yeah if you start doing that you're out like you can save your content share for Friday. Sometimes I allow it if it's very unique and you're asking for help and feedback, that's okay. But if it's just open house, you know, wine mixer, whatever it is, listen, it's, it's gotta be value. It's gotta be yeah. stuff that you're engaging with. It's not a dumping ground. I'm very strict on that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think managing expectations of the group helps the group move forward together. Matt, we are coming up to time here. And before we say goodbye, I. I want to talk to you about podcast hosting. You were kind enough to clear your schedule to come on and, and help the folks of Chester County and the greater Philadelphia area with their online marketing and COVID-19 economy. And as Joe read, you have a very impressive job title about podcasting success with a company called Castos. We're talking about podcasts. We're talking about putting content online in the air. Tell us a little bit about podcasts. What exactly do you folks do? I, you know, I know it's podcast host, but that's where my knowledge stops. Can you expand on that? 
Uh, I do, first, I do want to apologize for any realtors that are listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not. I don't mean to single you out, but just sell us a little bit more before you post that open house. Give us a reason why. <laughs> don't just post the link from your, you know, from your real estate website. Yeah. Uh, podcast hosting, Castos. And the seriously simple podcasting plugin, castos.com, is a podcast hosting service. So you need to find a place to put your podcast when you're creating a podcast, and we make it super easy for you. Uh, a lot of people are looking at how many people are listening, how many downloads, what are devices, what regions are they in. We provide all of those analytics. Uh, and we are the uh, one that makes it the easiest to do on WordPress specifically. You can use it on any website. Uh, if you don't even have a website at all, there's a landing page builder built in. Um, but if you're using WordPress, the Seriously Simple podcasting plugin makes it dead simple. I've used others that were very difficult. Uh, this is really easy. Um, and it's I've only been there for a week. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're already doing some awesome things with, with the podcast player, uh, with feature updates integrating into LMSs and membership plugins. It's, it's going to be pretty fun. One of the things I know we're focused on is how can we help podcasters monetize uh, and uh, doing things like private podcasting and charging a little bit of money for it is, I, I think, what's on the, on the radar coming up in the coming months. So it's exciting stuff. I'm happy to be there. Nice. That's, I will say, you know, this is not like a, you know, hashtag not sponsored or whatever, but um Castos is the only podcast host I've seen that will like sync show notes between the platform and WordPress, mm -hmm. which is a, such a huge time saver um, mm -hmm. because people get confused, right? With like the feed that's with their host and the feed that might be on their separate site. And Castos is the only one I've seen that makes it very easy to have parity between the two. Yeah. So, uh, 100%. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you for that. Be sure to check out castos.com. Uh, and Matt, thanks for, thanks for joining us today. I just plugged one of them, uh, one of your links, but where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at castos. You can find me at mattreport.com. If you're into WordPress, that's where I'm at. Awesome. And, uh, I'm just going to end by saying it's very clear. I'm not a local because I referred to the street outside of Fenway as Yawkey way, but they renamed it to Jersey street. A couple of years ago. So they're <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Liam, always glad to join you on the mic. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Matt. Good hanging with both of you. And to everybody listening, stay safe out there. <laughs>